The sun beams through my eyelids, causing me to open my heavy, tired eyes. I reluctantly come to consciousness after leaving an amazing dream. What an escape. It was me, Brent Perry, and my best friend, Gary Winters. We made a cake for my birthday. That's just like Gary, always shining into my day. I need to check my phone and see if he responded to my text from last night. Hmm. No text. Oh. Email. No. Come on, I called Gary ten times. Texted five, sent two super long emails. No response. He's so sweet, but has a skull that's too thick. Take a hint. Only one thing to do, but that's to put on my dancing shoes and knock on my best friend's door. I'm guessing you're wondering what started such a wonderful friendship. We met in high school and it was great from the beginning. I noticed he was having some trouble with the other kids because of the way he dressed and I hooked him up with a care package, a clothes packed with flavor, free of charge. You see, I have an app for stylish clothing and tailoring. It's always been how I got noticed, especially by Gary. Since then, he has found his sense of style, which generally explains why he's been so busy lately. Well, this whole year. But I'm sure he won't mind a visit from his old pal. Before heading over, I spent the rest of the day attempting to make a cake like the one from my dream. It was close. Frosting was a little runny from how quick I added it after the oven, so lettering morphed into what looked more like cake marbling. Yeah, I'll take it. I'm not the best baker, but hey, the colors are on point. Should taste good. Who doesn't like a surprise cake? This should lighten my confrontation a tad. I package the cake and a large Tupperware container. The bottom lid doesn't hold perfectly, but it'll have to do. I place the cake in the passenger seat, like a newborn babe. I fasten my seat belt and make one more call to make sure he's home. No answer. Maybe he's still sleeping. After a short drive, I pull up to Gary's home. Such a nice place. It's not very big, but it's a cozy two-story home. My favorite is his balcony at the top. When I came to size him for clothing, we ended it with refreshments on the balcony. It was such a beautiful day on top of that. I grabbed the cake and walked to the front door. I pressed my finger to the doorbell button. I could hear someone walking downstairs. Causing my excitement to skyrocket. Hands shaking under my flimsy lid. It's been so long since I've seen my friend in person. The door unlocks and opens. And it's Gary. Something about the expression 
sucked the life out of me. It broke my heart, really. The way he was... The way he was gobsmacked. Disappointed all at once. I couldn't mistake a look like that. With my heart already sunken into my stomach, I still have to get a word out. Hey. Hey, Brian. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a year, dude. Listen, Gary. I didn't come to make you feel bad. I just... Oh, uh, Brian? Yeah? Your box is leaking. I looked down, noticing pink cake frosting leaking from my faulty container, throwing the welcome mat, as well as my shoes. Oh, God. Oh, I'm sorry. I made you a cake and... Uh, hey, no worries. Come, come inside. We'll get you all cleaned up. He lets me inside before grabbing me a hot washcloth for my shoes. Oh, this should help some, but you may still want to throw these in the washer when you get home. Thanks, Gary. Look, I really need to know. Why have you been ghosting me this whole time? Did I do something wrong? Brian, listen. Head to the balcony and make yourself at home. I'll cut us a few pieces from the cake you made for a few refreshments so we can talk. I agree. Before taking my shoes off and walking upstairs, his home was, as I remembered it, warm and subtly smelling of apples. Walls decorated with achievements, family photos, and plenty of pictures with friends. Only difference is that all pictures of me have since been removed. Even when I walk into his room, it's like I was never there. Completely deleted. I got out to the balcony, leaning against the rail, feeling hurt and betrayed. The pain forced tears to swell in my eyes. My hands started trembling uncontrollably before I try to wipe stinging tears from my eyes as Gary comes out to the balcony with two slices of cake and lemonade. What? What? What the hell is this? Whoa, Lizzie, what's going on with you? After everything we've been through, after everything I did to show you I cared, you excommunicate me from your life. Why? What's going into you? You're acting insane! Insane? Insane is pretending someone means something, even as they come cake in hand to talk things over. You took all of our pictures down. Why? You never told me anything was wrong. Well, you said it yourself, Brad. What? What did I say, Gary? Well, it's been a whole year since we spoke. I finally got what I wanted. A girlfriend, new friends. I started getting more popular, and all you wanted was a pity party. The indifference in his voice cut my vocal cords. It's like he never cared at all. Get over yourself. I'm not going to be there, like, every time you get your feelings hurt. Like, everyone is supposed to stop and see how poor traumatized Brent's doing. <laughs> Spare me. Make sense? I started feeling nauseous. He couldn't be serious. Did he really feel anything? Anything at all within his cold chest cavity? What happened to Gary? What happened to my friend? He places his hand on my shoulder. Okay, hey, look. Let's just have some cake, 
in a cisgender way like this never happened. I don't know what everyone else is going to say, you know, social media is like a crazy place. Anyways, I'm so glad you brought cake. It doesn't look great, but it should go down great. That cake is not for you. What? That cake is for my friend! I brush and stand up my shoulder and charge into him as hard as I could, sitting Gary over the balcony rail. Gary! Before I can think, I run down to the front yard where he has fallen. He was just laying there, still. I walked up closer to check on him. His leg had a large broken bone sticking out, and his head would fall limp in my hands, like no one was home. I couldn't feel a heartbeat. This is bad. I need to do something. I drag him inside and lay him on the floor. I cried on his chest, wishing I could take it all back. Wishing I could fix this. It was at that moment, I heard something. Breathing? Brent! I look up to see Gary, still laying motionless and silent. I was certain that was him. That was his voice. Gary? Not even a flinch. What should I do? I'll have to turn myself in. Uh, I'll be behind lock and key forever from what I did. I get up pacing around the room, wishing I never came here. This isn't how this was supposed to go. I grab my phone with sweaty palms. I slowly dial the number in my phone. Nine. One. One. Anger over the green talk button, I start feeling sick to my stomach and my skin. Irrevocable cold. I take a long look at Gary. I have to do this. Before I hit the button, I'm interrupted by a sudden crash. I turn around, and I see Gary's body laying by the broken head, several feet from where he was originally located. His still body laid face down. I walk closer to his lifeless vessel. Gary, his head turns at a jagged angle with his unnerving crack. Hey, I couldn't let you do that to yourself. I drop my phone shocked at what lay before my unprepared eyes. Hey, not to pressure you, but I'm not laying in the most comfortable position. Throw me on the couch like I'm not picky. I walk over and kneel to lift him, but I'm taken back by how relaxed his body is. Like holding a large, lifeless doll that dangles with limp limbs. I gently placed his body on the couch, tucking him in with a large, warm comforter I found on his lazy boy recliner nearby. Oh, that's so much better. Now, if it's not too much trouble, I would, like, love some cake and lemonade. Did I smell strawberries in the frosting? Sorry, all this really worked up quite the appetite. I walk away unsure what to think. But at the same time, there's something sure about the way he spoke to me. It was probably the most pleasant I've felt around him in over a year. 
Maybe this was the change we needed to fix things. I come back into the room with a tray of refreshments from the balcony. Yes, I. I couldn't help but smile. I move the coffee table closer and slide his plate to the edge, paired with a glass of lemonade. Now that's a presentation. Forget what I said earlier, this looks great. Thank you. His face fell in a disappointed slump. Everything alright, bud? Yeah, no, everything's great. Thanks, really. It's just... What is it, here? You can tell. Well, I've been having a hard time with my... my body since the fall. Well, I would just love it if you could spoon-feed me until I feel better. Yeah, sure. It's the least I could do till you're feeling like yourself again. I take the spoon and scoop a bit of cake and pink frosting and nudge it up to a still and partially open mouth. He doesn't react, so I gently press the spoon forward. I scrape the cake off the roof of his mouth and pour some lemonade into his mouth to wash it all down. Ah, hell, you're making a mess. Cloudy lemonade meets out of the side of his mouth onto his shirt and lap. I pat him down with the towel I grabbed from the restroom. There. It's all set, man. You're starting to smell like shit, but this will have to do for now. <laughs> Better? Better. You know what, pal? I was wrong about you. How so? I originally thought you'd help me find good friends, but it was you the whole time. You were the friend I needed all along. Sorry I took that for granted. Best friends forever? Those words filled me with comforting warmth. I used to think was simply unattainable. Deep need now. Fulfilled. I feel ready for anything. Hey, Gary, is that your parents? Gary? His body sat silent on the couch, like before, but even colder. Gary, don't do this right now. You have to tell your folks what happened. What happened to best friends forever, you son of a bitch? What happened to that? I can hear keys jingling at the front door. Gary, you have to tell them something. Anything. They won't understand where I'm coming from. Hmm. Fine. You want to play shy? Have it your way. I lean in and throw his cold arm over my shoulder, lifting his bloating body up and directing us towards the front door. Dude, you should have told me Kate upset your bowels so bad. You really let it go. <gasps> Hello, Mr. and Mrs. Winters. Where are my manners? Have some cake! <laughs>